The views and opinions expressed by the guests on the following program do not necessarily represent those of Mark Radio, The Shepherd, or its advertisers. From the studios of The Shepherd Radio Network, it's Afternoons with Mike. This next hour is all about our walk with Jesus with local pastors, newsmakers, people who are making a difference for the gospel. Now, here is your host, Mike Gilland. Hey, friends, and welcome back to yet another edition of Afternoons with Mike. Man, I'm in Control Room A, our big studio, as we call it, with uh, all of our multiple mics for multiple guests because I have two guys in here that you hear on Saturday mornings on a program called Designed to Heal. Dr. Ben Rawl has been with me a number of times already on the program. He is the uh, host of that program, but also co-hosted with the guy that's in here with us today and produced by Jeff McLaughlin, who is, uh, he's been in my program before, but it's been a while, right, Jeff? It's been a while, yeah. Yeah. Glad to be back. Man, it's it's great. You've, you've got a little facial hair going now. <laughs> I don't think you had that before. It took me since the last program to grow it, so, you know. <laughs> no, <laughs> I don't think that's true at all. But it's great having both of you guys here. And, uh, you know, your program is is basically, it's been something that's been going on a long time in a podcast form. But taking it now to terrestrial, it's exciting for the shepherd. I know it's exciting for those that know you. And, you know, radio tends to open doors that we pray will continue to open before both of you. But first of all, welcome, Dr. Ben. Yeah, welcome, it's great man. to be here. Great to be back live in studio. Yeah, it's know? it's awesome. I, mean, I remember during the pandemic. Right. And my story about you that I tell so many people. Uh, I was actually, and I didn't know it at the time, we were doing this over the phone interview because back in that we were, you know, we were being very careful and and I was not feeling well. So I wasn't Mm -hmm. doing anything live that day. I had no idea that I I had COVID yet and Mm -hmm. hadn't been tested. And, And so I was doing it from home. Grateful at later when I found out that's what I had. But in that interview, interestingly enough, uh, you were talking about what then was not common uh, mm. talk. It wasn't spread everywhere. In fact, just the opposite was happening about the vaccine. Mm, right. And and you were putting what I would call some pretty class A um, <laughs> formidable warnings out about mm. this vaccine at a time when many people were writing about it as if it were the greatest thing since sliced bread right. and that it was a gift from God. I mean, you know, yeah. I had one person in an article that I read, called it that, a gift from our Heavenly Father. Yeah. And mm. I, I'm, I'm not sure that if he were to have an opportunity to say that again, mm. I'm not sure he would. So you were the first guy that brought that. Mm. And I remember thinking, whoo, man, this is going to wrinkle some feathers. Uh, <laughs> if people hear this and they're going to, you know, I was a little concerned, but man, <laughs> man you've proven to be right. I mean, well, your concerns were well-founded. Well, what's interesting, Mike, and I, you know, and I, it, it's fun. It's a little bit interesting to revisit that. I was, I, I'm, I'm not prophetic. It wasn't that, right? It was simply that, um, the things that that I knew, and again, not because I'm smart, just what I had access hey, to. Most, most people yeah. are just getting informed, and they're hearing the the taglines on the news, regardless of which station that said, <laughs> "Hey, you know, this is safe and effective." I've been studying this, you know, as a, as a dad and as a doctor for a long time, and I, if that's the case, I was I was really confused how they were able to come to that conclusion when I had read their materials. They hadn't tested it against transmission. They hadn't tested it against infection. They hadn't tested it against any of the things they were telling us. We didn't have enough time to do that. It was a novel technology. The, the studies that have been done on animals were very bad, bad outcomes for the animals. That nobody, They'd never made it to market. They've been trying to do it for 20 years, mRNA type of, of mm-hmm. vaccinations. And then just the, how other things, it, 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 smelled, it smelled bad from the beginning. So, but I want to revisit a couple of things, Mike. So now as we sit here, you know, middle of, you know, March of 2023, right. You know, so everything that they told us, you know, that masking, okay. Masking works and we all got a mask that has been disproven by the Cochrane Institute. They did a meta-analysis, which basically, so Cochrane, the Cochrane group for forever has really been considered kind of the most independent group forever. They didn't take pharma money. They were independent. So when something came out of there, you kind of could put your you could kind of put your stake on it, right? You could right. say, okay, they they know what they're talking about because they're not they really are as unbiased as it can get. They did a, a meta analysis of all of the the masking 
required, you know, masking studies, and they came out and said the masks didn't work. Matter of fact, they likely caused harm. Okay, so we had and, and masking you were made to be like a criminal, right? If you didn't have one, if you didn't wear one, if you didn't oh. have an extra, you know, you were made like you know you were. Uh, my wife was shopping one time at a grocery store during the middle of it, and she was not wearing a mask, and uh, and it, literally the person came up and sprayed my wife with a disinfectant. Oh like, my liter- goodness! Literally, like oh. what is happening now? Oh. We can look back and kind of laugh about it, but oh. if you think about it in that moment, oh. that is so disgusting. Oh. Right, we were doing that. So masks, you got the vaccine, which now everybody now that people, the latest studies of this are showing that it actually has a what's called a negative e- efficacy, which shows that that you actually the more that you the more jabs that you get boosters and, and so on, it actually makes you more susceptible to covid. OK, so not only does it not did it not do what it told you, because now it's been shown that it doesn't stop infection which means you can still get COVID and it doesn't stop you from transmitting it because it doesn't stop that from happening either. So everything that we were told didn't do that. Now, um, the other thing uh, that, you know, the social distancing, they said that didn't work. Taking kids out of school, that caused so much harm that we're only beginning to see the tip of the iceberg of the implications to that. Emotional damage. Emotional damage, development, language development, you know, uh, yeah, mental health. And then, you know, the latest one, Mike, was this the whole thing now about the origin of likely the origin of yeah. the, the virus, if you will, right? Funny how they're just coming around to that right now and admitting yeah. that it looks like it's from that Wuhan lab after all. So if you're listening to this today and what we talk about on Design to Heal is you don't have to, you know, there's a, there's a perspective that if you have it, that in my premise, right, that not my premise, the reality that we're designed to heal. If you can come with it from that perspective, a lot of things start to make more sense. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, and you don't have to live in as much fear. And my perspective, Mike, is always, you know, as a person of faith, what what breaks my heart the most is to watch so many people, especially during the time of COVID, just saw so many people it seemed like they were operating way more by fear than they were by faith. I agree completely. And that was probably the most heartbreaking thing to me. And and so we've got to learn from this, right? We like you it was a great point. You said that gentleman that made that statement that this is a gift from God. I doubt. Now mind you as well, this is the most so there's a then I'll stop talking here, Mike. And, but <laughs> but but just because I do think this needs to be discussed. Also what people probably don't realize from the vaccine injuries that came out of this. So we've been tracking this for many years. There's a reporting system that does that. The number of reports of injury from the vaccine, from the COVID jab, are are <laughs> so many, over a million. I think the last time I saw it was 1.4 million injuries to that. Okay, it's, it's more than the last 20 years combined of all of the other vaccines, right? So yeah, to your point, the person that gets on and says, this is a gift from God, I would be really confused on how you would justify that this is a gift from God that has been measured to you know, 1.4 million people have been injured right. by this jab, thousands of deaths, yeah. all sorts of things, yet... And, and 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 they want to and they just mandated it and they just passed it. They want to add it to the childhood schedule, Mike, for every kid every and they're year. Doubling down on it. It's you know you should be alarmed. Now you can have a different opinion on this. That's fine if you're a listener. But I would say make sure that that opinion is more than just sound bites off of yeah. the news that is largely funded by the pharmaceutical companies that's selling you that. Right. You, now I know I'm a little. I get a little. Uh, you know, kind of intense about this, but let this be a wake up call. Don't just don't, you know, because the next thing will will be coming, whatever the next thing is that they want to try to garner control. Oh, I think to, it's already on its way, right? Well, if if history is any indication yeah. of the future, then <laughs> I would say so. Right. I'm I'm not holding yeah. my I'm not holding my breath. So don't don't be duped again. What's the what's the old saying? You know, you know, fool me once. Shame on shame on, you know, you fool me twice. Shame on me. Right. That's right. Because like yeah. so. So use this. Hey, you might have made a mistake. You might have might have fell for it if you want to say it like that. Or the people that came out and that said, oh, man, this is a gift from God. I don't think that you would say that again. So let's not fall for this again, right? When the next XYZ comes down the pipeline. You know, I couldn't agree more with the fear thing. And what's sad about it is a lot of people are still dealing with this fear. And you walk out, it it doesn't take long to find someone that is still kind of in that 2020 mindset, if you will, of of walking around being fearful. I mean, that's an incredible story about someone spring. I've actually heard that one other time from another person. But what I have heard multiple times is the disgust shown to people who weren't wearing a mask, almost like that person walking around without a mask was some molester of some sort, you right. know, just you're treated like treated like you're the lowest of humanity. Yeah. And that kind of a, a dividing attitude it became very real, very quick in America. And I know we're divided, but COVID was a great divider in and of itself, I would think. Would you agree? How about you, Jeff? Yeah, it's funny you say the the terminology of um, 
you know, ostracizing people because Ben and I would share texts back and forth because, you know, these these words that would come out. And, and a lot of times on Capitol Hill, like I remember that drunk driver was one that was used as a as a reference point for, you know, the person that wasn't masked or vaccinated or whatever. Ben, I feel like there was five or six more that we would just I mean, we started to just take them and run with them with each other. I'm like, oh, you this, you that or whatever, because I mean, what else do you do with it? It seems so insane that that kind of terminology would be used. And, you know, is it based on? Yes, I do believe for the mass public that 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 is based on fear. But, it, you know, it's it's hard not to get conspiratorial, Mike, but it's hard to look at this and go the, the people that use this kind of rhetoric from the top down. Like, is that by design? Like, I, I mean, I don't want to go there. Ben will go there easily. And just the more I hang out with him and he shares resources and information with me, it's like, man, I, I don't want to believe this because I want to believe that people wouldn't do something like that. And man, it's just hard. Well, I it is hard. And I, I think a lot of people have become conspiratorial, whether they ever were or not. Yeah. I think this has been the birthplace of a lot of conspiracy theories mm-hmm. that, again, a lot of those things that were just dubbed off as nothing but conspiracy, nothing but a crazy thought that someone's now pushing. But we're finding that a lot of truth was actually in that. Mm. And, you know, I find this about the progressive left. I find this more than not. Most of the time when they accuse somebody else of doing something, mm. it's what they're already doing. And I, I feel that it's not that far off to think that a lot of uh, this has been intentionally done. Uh, I don't think you have to go very far when you look at all of the the zero population people that are out there mm-hmm. and wanting us to actually decrease population mm-hmm. and, you know, the willingness. We, when we, you, you tie that with a group of people that will readily uh, abort a baby, mm-hmm. But they'll do everything they can do to save their dog. Right. And I'm a dog lover. I don't get me wrong now. Please don't send cards and letters, folks. <laughs> but I'm I'm there's just no comparison to the life of a human. And yet we so cavalierly in this society have uh, I say we, I mean as a general, if you listen to Washington DC, you listen to politicians, they'll act like they'll classify abortion in women's health. And it, it couldn't be anything like that. Mm. So conspiracy theory, uh, I think we've now seen that there's enough there that we should at least pause and say, huh, was this safe after all? Mm. And it, you're right, Ben, when you say it didn't live up to its uh, billing, did it? Yeah, not even close. And, I, you know, I know these are in, in, in kind of intense conversations, but I would encourage listeners, this is probably the, the next big thing coming down the pipeline. Um, Matt Hancock, who out of the UK, he was basically their health minister. And he was the one in charge of, you know, instituting a lot of their rules and regs over there. And it was, and then he was dismissed. He was removed because actually he was the gentleman that got caught having an affair on his wife um, with another aide. Okay, during the time when this was no contact, and then he's on camera, you know, uh, groping his, you know, one of his uh, employees in his, in his, you know, where he worked. So he was fired. But, but now what you're, the, all the emails are coming out and the communication that was going on, and it is, it is. It is crazy what they were doing. The language they're using, we have to frighten people. When is the next, you know, when the next thing is coming out, we need to amp this up so we can get more tests because we got backup and tests, so we need to sell these. I mean, the implications, to your point, Mike, they come out as they seem like they're a conspiracy. And I hate the term conspiracy theorist. Um, and I don't know, just if anything, you know the background of that word. It was actually created back by the CAA uh, when people were asking questions about the assassination of JFK. Yeah, and right. they used this term in a derogatory way, much like as a chiropractor, and we'll talk about this a little later, you know, most people at a certain generation, you say chiropractor, the first word that comes to mind is quack, right? Uh, you're not a real <laughs> doctor, right? I mean, I'm not, it's okay, I thick skin, but they, they, there's, a, there's a reason those terms are used. There's a reason people don't want to identify that, like with that. To ask reasonable questions is not a conspiracy theorist, right? To ask, show me the studies, that doesn't make me a conspiracy theorist. To sell, you know, when, especially when you're going to try to impose or mandate something in or on my body, that is not, that's not conspiracy theory. So you have to really define your terms, right? You shouldn't, a person should never apologize for critically thinking. They should never apologize for asking a question. Or if you're working with a doctor, even, you know, you've seen this happen where you feel like you're a, you're a bad human if you were to ask a doctor a question or if you were to say, hey, I'm not interested in that. I got a person right now that's injured and the doctor wanted to, you know, give them this drugs and do this. And this person said, you know, I'm not interested in that. And the doctor got very upset at them, like as if I don't even know who do you think you are? Right. You know what I mean? Like it's your body, you know, in that regard. Right. And so anyway, um, I just if you're if you're listening to this 
and you feel like, man, but I don't want to be that conspiracy theory person, all right? Or they're going to think I'm crazy. Here's what I would tell you. That's one of the tactics they're trying to use because they, they want you to be afraid of how you'll be perceived. Virtue signaling, right? That's why people put a mask on their face that didn't want to put a mask on their face because they thought everybody else was going to look at them, like you said, with disdain, right? right? And so they went along with it. Well, that going along with that is what led to a lot of this. And I think a lot of churches did that very thing. Oh, my gosh. They shut down during the, the lockdown and maybe stayed shut down longer than they really wanted to or had faith to because of what I think were very good intentions of wanting to work with the local governments and where they were. But we've seen it, especially if you're in California, man, you don't have to be a conspiracy theorist to know that there were some down and dirty things going on right, in California. Right. But the point of it is, is that I think those same pastors would probably uh, not do what they did in 2020 again. That would be my prayer. And, and I, I'm hoping the same thing. Yeah. You know, I wrote this down because when, when you look at the government's role in things uh, that are, are supposed to be protecting, I mean, that's the number one thing a government should be doing is protecting the people supposed to. And, and protecting yeah, its citizens. Well, during the AIDS thing, I remember that this came out that there were so many laws that quickly came to force with with the AIDS scare. And much like what happened with COVID in the early days mm. of that uh, that whole scare, the epidemic that came out, or I don't think it was ever declared a pandemic, but uh, somebody caught on to the fact that there was seemingly more concern about you know, protecting the victims who had AIDS, and I feel bad for them. What sure. a terrible disease. But it, someone called it the first plague that was ever protected by the government mm. because you couldn't speak. You were shunned if you spoke badly. You were a terrible person if you spoke to the, the disease. And that kind of mentality, certainly, it grew up and, and, and wore big boy shorts, man. I'm telling you, during this pandemic, because if you didn't go along with it, if you didn't get the shots, it, you felt this pressure of what Ben was talking about. Like, you're, you're less than caring. You're less than safe. How dare you even walk into the air breathing air? Yeah. You know, so, okay, so for, for fun on the conspiracy theory there, Mike, um, you, you, you bring up AIDS, and I'm, not, I'm only going to mention this to the listeners so they can look into this. If this is topics that are interesting to you and you're trying to figure out how to navigate this, I would really encourage you to read the book, The Real Anthony Fauci by Robert Kennedy Jr. Okay, so Robert Kennedy Jr. wrote this book. Here's why it's interesting. The person that was at the head of the HIV and the AIDS program and and all that is a gentleman by the name of Anthony Fauci. Oh, my goodness. I was not even aware of that. And it is devastating the games that he played then. And what he did with drugs like AZT and what happened during this time, it's almost, it's not entirely, but there's a playbook that is very similar to what happened to COVID. And so, and, and, the, wow. and the man that led a lot of that during COVID, Anthony Fauci, is, it's, it's, it's really, so if you, and it's all documented, of course, in this book, Bobby Kennedy's an attorney. So he's, you know, he's everything, you know, the, 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 the half the book is just the citations to support the first half of the book. Um, so if you see, this is something you go, man, that is, that is interesting. What's going on here to your point. Um, Mike, we, we have to wake up and realize there's been some things, you know, we trusted people, you know, I used to say, what's the old saying? Trust, but verify. Right. Right. You know, and we didn't do much verifying. Right. We just trusted. Hey, thought, I want you yeah. to hold this line. I'm up against a break. This is too good. And I don't want to cut it off any later in this discussion, because before you get to your point on that, we'll pick that back up on the other side. This is Afternoons with Mike, my guests, Dr. Ben Rawl and Jeff McLaughlin. We'll be back in just a moment. Palm Beach Atlantic University Orlando offers three distinct areas of study. An evening Master's of Science in Clinical Mental Health Counseling, an evening Bachelor's of Science in Human Services, and our new Daytime Bachelor's of Science in Nursing. All of our courses are offered at our beautiful campus on Millennia Boulevard. For more information or to schedule a tour, call 844-PBA-ORLANDO. That's 844-PBA-ORLANDO. EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat serves all your comfort needs. With over 40 years experience, EC Waters is a top-trained comfort specialist, earning customers for life with integrity. No wonder EC Waters Air Conditioning and Heat has earned a 4.6 or higher out of 5 rating and reviews across all major online platforms. For all your comfort needs, call 407-603-9144. 
or visit ecwaters.com. Back here in Studio A with my guest today, Dr. Ben Rawl and Jeff McLaughlin from the program Designed to Heal. And we're going to be talking about that program. I thought we would have gotten it to, it to it already, but this is too compelling. I had brought up a, a, an illustration that you picked up on, Dr. Ben, about the comparison between the way our government started treating AIDS patients yeah. and, and then the general public around those patients mm-hmm. back uh, in the, what that, what would that have been, the 80s, I mm-hmm. guess the early 80s, mm-hmm. uh, something like that. Maybe, I, I don't think it was late 70s. I think it was uh, when the whole Rock Hudson thing came out and it was big. And then there was a lot of concern by a lot of people who would have felt that the government was doing more to kind of quiet any news about AIDS. So it's like a protection was being given. All right, but it wasn't being given for the general public. Mm -hmm. And then you brought up this amazing thing that I was, I, I might've heard it before, but I was not top of mind for me that Dr. Anthony Fauci, that guy that we saw every night in 2020 Mm -hmm. was the guy behind that uh, epidemic as well. And I would, and I would, here's what I would want you as a listener to know. So almost everything that came out of that man's mouth during COVID has been shown to be not true. Okay. So, so you, you, you need to know that. And I not, I'm not, this isn't just so we can harp on people and write and no, we don't do that here. Say I'm right. right. No, it's a warning. So next time you can say, Hey, is there more to that story? So when you look at the playbook they used to your point, Mike, about during HIV, it was this testing model. It was a fear model, right? It was only a drug. Um, they, matter of fact, they've tried to make vaccines for it. You still, we sit here today, um, there's still not a vaccine. They want a vaccine for HIV right now. Now understand this. So this was this kind of invisible thing that you could have no symptoms and, you know, right, even with HIV right. for a long right. time and we don't know what's going on and that's why you need this test. And now we want to try to vaccinate. Now, And now interesting, right, as, as you know, HIV being a sexually transmitted disease, right? But we wanted to, the, the gold mine of that, Mike, and this is, then we'll jump into the next topics. So when you, when you look at a, a, a disease such as HIV, AIDS, that is a sexually transmitted disease, yet you're going to try to vaccinate or inoculate or jab perfectly healthy people, fellow, my friends, that needs, your brain should say that's <laughs> wild. It's a weird, yes. it's a weird leap. I know that we've yeah. just almost, we haven't thought about it like that, but it's very weird. There's, there's other, you know, some of the early vaccines, you know, hepatitis B vaccine, that's, you know, it's an intravenous drugs or sexual transmitted disease. Yet we give that to infants almost on day of birth. That's crazy. Mm-hmm. Unless your little infant is going out, hitting the streets and sleeping around, you, that, that's not, that's how you get that. Okay. Right. And so it should bother people, but literally there are, their argument for giving it at that age is, well, you know, when they grow up and they're a prostitute and they're a drug addict, you know, they won't, they're not taking care of themselves. So we'll just do it now. If that is the way you view humanity. And if that is the way that you think we should go after this, taking care of our children, we live on different planets. That is not how I operate. Mm-hmm. Right. And I don't think that's how our listener, your listeners operate. So when it comes to the, there's a, there's a great book. So just to clarify that again, I would recommend reading the book by Bobby Kennedy, Jr. Robert Kennedy, Jr. No kin called, to JFK, not that Robert Kennedy no, Jr. Right. Yeah. Well, it says, yeah, it's his, yeah, oh, it's, it yeah, it's Bobby Kennedy Jr. It's his, you know, his dad was Bobby Kennedy. Okay, and then it's it his is. son. Okay. So it's, I, I thought JFK for a moment was it was his uncle. Okay. No, it's his uncle. Matter of fact, he just announced um, that he's likely going to uh, be a candidate for the for the president on the Democratic wow. ticket. And so there's a long history there. However, Bobby's l- body of work over his life was as an environmental attorney. So, right, he's led a lot of that, you know, just cleaning up waters and things like that. So read the book, The Real Anthony Fauci. There's also a movie about it that you can watch if you're more of a person that wants to watch it. I will tell you, um, everybody that I know that's read that book, it, it, it's a it's a it's a mind blowing book and it's all documented. It's not conspiracy theory. Um, so anyway, I know we got to move on to another topic, but that's okay. No, I, I really, I, I want to have a couple of follow-ups about that. Now, why is it, and either of you, Jeff or Dr. Ben here, why is it that a man who has that kind of tendency and maybe questionable tactics, uh, why was he at the helm in in this type of a thing, why was he allowed to think and to say things uh, to the public that became policies? How did that happen? Yeah, I mean, I this is where you know I can't 
you know, I know people that that certainly have told me stories and 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 have their opinions about this. Um, and you have a quintessential. Now, this is opinion. What I'm about to say, and I, I don't even know if I want to speak like this, but you have a power hungry, narcissistic man, right? The position that he held was not an elected position, right? He's the highest paid government employee, and it's not an elected position. He was he was at the position he was in for over forty years. Right, like that's incredible. That's insane. NIL so there was, at the uh, yeah, National NIA, that, yeah, NIA, yeah. That, There's no, there was no controls. There was no right, and he was bringing in so much money. He controlled the funding. He distributed where the funds went through NIH. All of the so he was the head. If you wanted money, you had to play by Anthony Fauci's rules, right? Because he's the one that could either cut you off your funding for your grants and for the, the research or, or let it go through. So you had to play by his rules. And I've heard stories and there's actually stories in the book that talk about his behavior in rooms. There's a, there's a, a some other doctors that have kind of come out and whistleblowed against what, how he ran it, how he runs it through fear, intimidation, but also in cahoots with the, with the big pharma. So it's kind of this yeah. shadow industry where big pharma, you know, runs their money, you know, through he's the, he, he, he's, he ran billions of dollars in funding for our science, right? Now, men, mind you, this was the guy that said he is the science, right? Bobby, or not Bobby, but Anthony Fauci actually got on and said, if you're, if you're questioning science, you're question, if you're questioning me, you're questioning science, where he essentially identifies himself as Anthony Fauci as science. That is insane. That is a gentleman that is not operating in the planes. And so, sure, Mike, now this gets into, you know, I don't want to say conspiracy theories, but this gets into things that are hard to believe and things you don't want to believe, right? About that, our government. Yeah, about our government mm-hmm. or about, yeah. you know, about that. And is it always nefarious? I don't, I don't know. Matter of fact, I don't even know if I care if it is or not, because I just, it, it impacted people and we have, a, we had, we let it happen, right? But I think now that people have seen how the sausage is made and people have seen behind, you know, you have some of the <laughs> lowest trust ever in government and government agencies. People don't trust the government. People don't trust the CDC. People don't trust the NIH. People don't trust the FDA. These go- these actual agencies that you said earlier, our government is here to protect us. If you ask 100 people on the street right now, if you think our government's protecting us, I think a strong majority would say, are you kidding me? Right? They're out for themselves. They are, right? It's a, it's a, it's horrible out there. And that's not a conspiracy theory. I don't think anymore. so. Not yeah. yeah. Well, certainly the, in the court of public opinion, it's not a conspiracy right. theory. You ask most people how they they did a study, a Gallup poll a couple of years ago, and the 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 worst trusted, you know, um, entities out there was government, pharma, and media were the least trusted, right? Which is <laughs> right. You know, they're all in bed together anyway, right? This 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 uh, you know. The way they interact, right? We all understand. Right. I mean, think about. Okay, I'm gonna skip, last last bit here, Mike. But think about this, right? <laughs> so the government used our tax dollars that we paid them right. to quote make the vaccine, okay, or not quote. They, t- they so they took that money, we gave them, okay, and then we paid the pharmaceutical companies, and then they they mandate this. And by the way, they have immunity to the to any of the death and destruction of that. Right. So think because about that. It's in the name of a vaccine. Yeah. And and really, it's it never be. really truly been a vaccine. Yeah. Right? And, they, and then maybe for your listeners that don't know this, they actually changed the definition of vaccine during this time to incorporate this new product, this genetic you know modification product, this mRNA technology. So it shouldn't be con- to your point. It shouldn't be considered a vaccine. Yet it is because they changed the definition. And now they're gonna. And then the same people that make that vaccine using our money, and then they market to us through the propaganda, telling everybody you have to get it, safe and effective. If you don't, you're a bad person. Mandate it to the schedule by the FDA and the CDC, right? Who come in and say you have to take this, and you have to take it now. What are they recommending every year? Right. An annual COVID shot yeah. every year. Yeah. The trillions of dollars, certainly heavy billions, multiples of multiples yeah. of billions. I think you're in trillions. That was yeah. spent. That was our money. Your right. tax dollars. Right. We paid to make this thing and then mandate it and, and, you know, by these government agencies. And so I think people are going, what the heck was that? Mm-hmm. Right. How did that happen? And right. you know, here we sit. So. Whew. My goodness. Sorry, a lot. Jeff, when you, uh, when you hear this, and I know you work closely <laughs> with Dr. Ben, uh, and you're a great example of someone that knows a lot about what he's talking about firsthand because you guys have been doing this program forever. Sure. A long time sure. now. What are your thoughts when you hear someone who is a professional like Dr. Ben mm-hmm. say this and you deal with it, too? You deal mm-hmm. with you're mm-hmm. a dad. Mm-hmm. You've got children. Mm-hmm. You have to watch over them. What are your thoughts? Well, I mean, that's part of how our families became friends. I mean, we we've, were homeschooling families. We've known each other for a long time and we would just get together and, and have these kinds of conversations. And so my wife and I are already 
we're, we're very much critical strategic thinkers and, and would think deeply about these kinds of subjects. Yeah. Nowhere near the kind of level of, of him. I mean, a guy like Ben gets to spend, I mean, this is his life, you know, this is his passion and you know, this can be one of ours. And so we would get together and it's like, you know, I hear this conversation that you guys are having for the past few minutes. And it's while I've heard Ben share these things before, it's like hearing it for the first time again. And it's, and it's life giving. It's that sort of reminder, you know, because I think as humans, apathy kind of, kind of creeps in and we let our guard down, you know, sometimes. And we just, but he's right about, you know, I think about the mistrust and, and the comments that Ben was making earlier. Here's the sad thing that I wanted to point out is outside of, outside of Rand Paul, I'm not seeing anybody in our representative government that's maybe Ron DeSantis. I'm saying in, in, in Washington, D.C., we're not seeing anybody that's calling any of this stuff out. Right. And so, yes, so right. here we are, here we are hearing yeah. you guys talk about, which I agree with, that the vast majority of the public is going, wait, we don't trust this kind of thing. And the people who are supposed to represent us outside of maybe one person. Ron, right? well, Ron Johnson, I want to make sure we give him credit. Senator Ron Johnson okay, has done fair. a great job. Yeah. He's called a lot of the um, second opinion. He held some hearings up there, and they're investigating that. And so I do want to just make sure because he's, he thankfully... You know, yeah, he, he's fighting. Right. And there's a few other Massey and some other uh, some other ones. But, yeah, it's a it's a career killer. You know, when you go down that when you go down that route. But yeah, well, well, but but yeah. think about this. You talked about Fauci's career being 40 years long. How many of their how many of our guys up in D.C. are up there and they're 10, 20, 30 years or, or whatever? And I'm sorry, again, I, I maybe I'm trashing on government here, but it's like you guys are supposed to be representatives of the people. And I don't know, Mike, maybe I have this idealistic view that that guys in those positions should be looking out for families like mine. And when you finally realize that outside of a few of those names, the vast majority of them are not doing that. That's you right. realize you're on your yeah, own. That's right. Right. And so, so that's where you link up. That's where we link up. I'm so grateful. I'm, I always, you know, one of these days, Ben's going to start sending me bills for this stuff. Cause I text him all the time. Hey, I mean, I'm talking about from, you know, a scrape of this or that, whatever my kids got this going on. I, I I'm constantly, because where else do you go? Right. I mean, the internet is a wild place for starters. The last thing I want to do is get health advice from the internet. Lord right. knows where that's yeah. going to lead you, yeah. you know, that kind of thing. So, yeah, no, I hear this and it's, it's, uh, I, this is part of the fun I think of us doing our show is I get to have these conversations and meet some of the people that, cause it's not just Ben, it's Ben leaning into, you know, a network of people who are, who are like-minded, who really think deeply about this stuff. Right. And we get to glean from that wisdom. I, I agree. But I did want to ask you, you mean mm. what we read on the internet, it might not be true. <laughs> Oh man, well, we we had a guest one time, Mike uh, Cheryl Atkinson. <laughs> Mike's Mike's gonna need some therapy after yeah. this show. This is, <laughs> well, it sounded a little sounded a little rhetorical. A little facetious, but there was a uh, there's a and if, another good person that I would encourage you to look into or follow is a, a journalist, investigative journalist uh, Cheryl Atkinson, and she's worked. She's actually from Florida, but she's worked in. Um, you know, at the highest levels, you know, on the yeah, NBCs and right. the, the new news stations and was in that traditional. And then she got really uh, disgruntled through that. And she tells her story. But we had her on our podcast once. It's a good episode. But her basic um, and she has her own shows and her own podcast. You can listen to it. I would encourage a person to listen to those. But she basically says this and I'm paraphrasing. But whatever the whatever the current narrative is that they're telling you. Right. She goes, a really good start is it's probably the opposite of what they're saying. <laughs> That's right. She just literally That's said exactly she, right. that was her encouragement was. So when they say it's for sure, 100 percent not from the lab, you know, from the Wuhan lab. I'd start with it's probably from the Wuhan lab. OK, right. When they're telling you, hey, this thing is 100 percent safe and effective. And by golly, by golly. Probably not 100 percent safe and effective. And let's just, you know, right. And so I say that to your listeners, to the listeners to say, hey, you know, this is now, Mike, th but this is this is true because this is a tough way to live a little bit. Right. It's you can see how this can make you cynical. This mm. can make you frustrated. This can make you. Well, who do I trust? What in the heck is going on in the world? So to, to, to Jeff's point, you do need to find a tribe of people because you can't. There's a moment. There's a there's a time in there where you can almost feel like you're losing your mind. Right. right? Or losing yeah. hope even. Right. And that's why, of course, this program in the station and our show about faith, which is, listen, even in the midst of crazy times, even in the midst of COVID, even in the midst of whatever is to come, you know, thankfully there is, there is a God much bigger than all that and much bigger than any jab and much bigger than any, you know, government official and much bigger. And so you have to be rooted in something like that, or I think you will become depressed. Mm -hmm. I think you will become I anxious. I, and I think you maybe you almost should become anxious. And because when you're right, when you wake up and realize my, my government is, 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 you know, lost their mind and lost their way. And, and so we really, and there's some great history on that. There's another person we've had, uh, Chris Ann Hall. She's an attorney and a constitutional attorney, and she's a good one to learn. Cause I think to your point, Jeff, we have to kind of learn some basics about what is government and how does this work? Because it's really gotten flipped. We believe that it's like them telling us what to do when it literally should be the opposite. It's us telling them what to do. 
<laughs> they work for us. We don't work for them. But that whole thing has been so upside down that we yeah. almost feel like we're almost scared of the government. Mm. They should be scared of us. Yeah, but you know? they have gotten this power now that have somewhat we've given them. Exactly, totally. Uh, and, you know, and I think that there's a 50-50 pull of what they're wanting to take and usurping on their side. But the bottom line is, is that at the end of the day, America it was intended to be a republic. And what Jeff said earlier, that these are representatives that are there supposedly to represent the public. But that mindset is not what you'll find in most of Washington D.C. today. Mm-hmm. Yes, and you know, a final a final thought on that, and then I know we got to move on to different topics. But so we and I was just we just reheard this the other day. The amount of money that's spent by big pharma lobbying, you know, our government officials, it's two to one of what we spend of what gas and oil spends. Okay, now here's why I bring that up. Think about the wars we've fought over gas and oil. Right. Think about what we we go and invade other nations and we or whatever we do to try to protect our. So now just so then you know what's the you know hold these two competing ideas in your brain at the same time for a second. So now understand that there's an industry that spends twice as much as that on our government officials lobbying, and that's the pharmaceutical industry. So if you don't think that they will do whatever it takes to protect their interests, and their interests are not your health, my friends, their interest is pocketbook. Their interest is money, control, and power. And until you believe that, until you until you understand that, it will be confusing to you. But the minute you understand it, you go, oh, now it makes sense. They're bought and paid. That's why they voted that way. Mm-hmm. That's why the CDC can sit down at the ACIP meetings where the, the, the council that actually approves these things and they can see data of myocarditis and they can see tremendous rises in these in pericarditis, myocarditis in kids. And they can go ahead and still put that on the childhood schedule. Your brain says, how in the head? Jeff it drives Jeff crazy because he's just like, it doesn't make sense. How could they possibly do that? And almost sometimes to, to certain people like, like, like Jeff or others, it's like, we don't want to believe it. Like, I can't, there must be some other reason, Ben, mm-hmm. why they did that. It must be, they must have the secret study that really proved it's so great. And I'm a conspiracy theorist, but I'm not. Mm-hmm. You just haven't looked. Right. And I get it. It's because it's, it's heavy, but you need to, you need to take responsibility for your, your life, your health your position, your thoughts. You oh know, my goodness. I've got one follow-up on that and then we're, we are going to talk about Design to Heal. Okay. <laughs> Coming up in a moment, this is Afternoons with Mike, Ben Rawl, Dr. Ben Rawl, and my guest along with Jeff McLaughlin. We'll be back in just a moment. Pastors and financial leaders, do you need expert accounting or tax help? Do you have payroll or 1099 questions? Do you need a ministry expert to help you acquire real estate for your next project? If the answer is yes, yes, and yes, visit PetraWorldwide.org. Petra Worldwide has been strengthening ministries to transform humanity since 2007. Visit PetraWorldwide.org or call 855-481-9095. Back again here with Dr. Ben Rawl. And also Jeff McLaughlin. Jeff is the producer, and Ben is the uh, guest, or the uh, the host, I should say, of his program, Designed to Heal. It's right here on The Shepherd. It's heard every Saturday at 11.05 until noon. It's a 55-minute program that I know you are going to enjoy. If you haven't heard it yet, uh, set a timer, set, put it on your calendar, 11.05, Dr. Ben Rawl, and Jeff McLaughlin, Designed to Heal. Before we get off the subject that we've been talking about, because I think this has been very needed and I think very informed in its discussion points, and we don't get that from the news media. We are not getting that from uh, just general man on the street often, although I agree with you that I think a lot of people are waking up. And I, I think you can't ignore what has been coming out. And now even at this late date, what, three years later, yeah. we're finally getting people say, yeah, it was probably the Wuhan lab that yeah. caused this thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But we've in, in these three years since then, yeah. a lot of good people. I think about all of our listeners. I think many of them would have out of good faith, they right. would have gone and they would have gotten inoculated with this vaccine, this yeah. vaccine, yeah. which is not a vaccine, right. Jab, yeah. which is under emergency approval only. Right. And it's never gone through. And now we're getting reports about mRNA and it, it it's, um, it maybe does more to the DNA than yeah. what they first thought. All of that is is coming out now. What advice do you uh, yeah. say, first of all, for someone who has received the vaccine 
and and uh, maybe are sorry they did. Yeah, so this is a sensitive area, obviously. Um, you know, we all make decisions in our lives that we at times regret, right? Or, or like you said, we just didn't, we, on good faith, we did something. We, you know, we make mistakes every day. Um, I would say, and I, I'll be careful here, um, I do have an episode, because we do have a, a podcast, so although we put a show on regularly, if you enjoy what we talk about, not every show makes it that I do makes it onto the shepherd. Um, sometimes just the content's not necessarily the one we want to right. you know for, sure. but, but I, but I have other shows that, that do a deeper dive. And so they don't all make it there. I say that because we actually release two podcasts a week. And so, um, I had a, a recent guest on Dr. Ryan Cole. He's a Mayo trained pathologist, all right, has an independent lab. He's an, an amazing person. And so sometimes I have to refer to people like this to get answers here's what he would say. And I'm saying this because I'm not doctoring over the airwaves and I'm not even legally in a scope of practice. I don't give vaccines, right? That's not in my, I don't give drugs. I'm a chiropractor. Not in your purview. So I'm not here to tell you to do or not to do. I will tell you what he would say on the record. If you've gotten one, don't get two. If you've gotten two, don't get three. If you've gotten three, don't get four. And here's his point. Because it is dose dependent. Every time you get a jab, it, it creates, it's, it's, more and more spike protein that your, your mRNA that makes your body make spike protein that's getting injected. Um, there's risks associated with that. So, and we know through the research, we're finding every time you get it, actually, is, it affects your immune system in a negative way. So, the advice from other doctors that are aware of this would say, you know, stop, stop doing it. Okay, I am not telling you to do that because I can't tell you. Not and to do none that, of okay? us can say yeah. that, right? Yeah. But how, that how, is the information that they need to yeah. make have, let's say, yeah. to make that decision yeah, on their correct. own. Correct. And, and I would refer you to that one of those episodes because he's a pathologist. He, this is what he does for a living. He's seen the negative effects. I would tell you this. He said this on my show. He said, the longer you go where you have that you from if you did get the jab and you are seemingly doing OK, he would say that's good news. OK, meaning um, and because so, if you remember when this first came out, remember how you were supposed to store this stuff at like negative 9 million degrees. It had to be, I was so confusing. Like, how are they going to, how are they going to do that? Right. Right, These facilities aren't set up to do it. So here's what I would tell you. Uh, There are some hot lots, they call them, where certain, uh, certain lots of the, the, the jab were, were more seemingly more dangerous than other lots when they track this. Um, A lot of them were so poorly handled and so poorly administered that thankfully they were not as effective as what yeah. we would hope like they had been denatured if depending on where they put the plunger when they went in they might not have pulled a lot of the material out if it wasn't properly mixed and shaken and stored so here's why i say that there's just many of you that probably got it that thankfully it was delivered so poorly that that many of the harmful effects you didn't get to have right because people ask well how come everybody didn't get hurt how can you know right hey my uncle bob got it. he seems fine right and we just thank god for that like i don't want any more injury or misery That's that exactly needs to right. happen yeah. right so we, we but also there are some there are some tests that people do recommend where you can get like a d-dimer test which measures heart it's a measurement for if you've had heart, heart injury, myocarditis, pericarditis, you can get, you can actually get cardiac um, MRIs. This is, gets a little bit more involved depending on how fearful you are about that. But here's what I would tell you. And this is the point of design to heal, right? God made you in his likeness and image. He created you to heal. We have this incredible resilience. We have 70 trillion cells in our body that right now it's beating Jeff's heart. It's beating my heart. It's beating your heart, Mike, right? You can see with your right. eyes. You can hear with your ears. Right. This is amazing. So I don't ever, I don't want to give too much power to, I guess, the enemy, if you will, right? Listen, we all, he says, he knows the hairs on our head. He knows the day. He, he knows the, our number of our days. That part's, we're all going to die. Okay. Right. And so I would, you know, prefer to have some more days, but don't live in fear of that. I don't want to turn this into just so much fear of that because I got the jab and what's going to happen to me. That's real, but I have to believe, okay? Now, so do those things, and maybe that's the next thing we can talk about because we do have an, an amazing event coming up that focuses on this. My job is not to so much fight disease as is, is to help you build health, right? What can we do to increase our resiliency? So if I did have something happen, you know, when you hear somebody, you know, well, it's a great example, Mike. When somebody got COVID, and you remember this now, they had comorbidities. That, that, those were the ones that really were, right. were the worst outcomes. Well, what's comorbidity? It's your, your, sta- your status of health was low. Okay, so, you know, as you hear people, sometimes they die from the flu. It's the same virus, the flu virus that I get that makes me maybe have the sniffles for a day, but killed somebody else. It's the same virus, right? Mm-hmm. That wasn't different. That's right. It's the, the health of the host was the problem. Okay, so if you're not healthy and you get exposed to whether it's COVID or, or, or you know, the flu, it doesn't matter. 
it's it's you know how well your body can handle that is what was is a concern and that thank god there's a lot you can do right mm-hmm. those are it's how we eat how we move how we think you know chiropractic that kind of stuff and so that's where i love equipping people so hey i got the jab i got two jabs i don't know well hey listen all the more important that you are focusing on health health yeah. and healing because you know, yeah, it is what it is. And some of those implica- implications of the jab, we won't know for 10, 20, 30 years. We just, we just won't. There's no right. way to know that until right. then. So um, if you, the long, so the pathologist, Dr. Ryan has says, the longer you are away from your last jab and you're seemingly doing better, he'd say, or, you know, not having injury every day that goes by. That's good news is his, is his, one of his premises. And I think it's important regardless of where people fall in that kind of uh, lineup of what they did and what they didn't do. We want to have trust in God ultimately, because he is the one, he is the one who made us. And the, the Bible says we were fearfully and wonderfully made and he knit us in our mother's womb. He knows everything about us. Even like you said, the hair on our head. Yeah. And my joke about that, Ben, is that he knows oh, yeah. me less now than yeah, he did before. Yeah, sorry. Right. I'm, I'm actually sorry concerned that, no. for you. I shouldn't have used that. I'm feeling, feeling a no, little... No, I feel bad about that. <laughs> but uh, all, all kidding aside, he, he cares for us more than we can think or imagine. And I love your analogy about that's why it's important to get as healthy as you can. Yeah. Because, you know, during the 2020 lockdown, the words that we kept, you don't hear this much about it anymore, was herd immunity. Mm. You know, we were supposed to take two weeks and flatten the curve until we reach herd herd immunity. And you just don't hear that term much anymore. Yeah, well, I wish we would have actually hit herd immunity. And this is, gosh, another tangent. I can't go down for the sake of time. But um, we we actually needed herd immunity. What they did by vaccinating in the middle of that was the problem. We all needed to catch the virus. And we all needed to experience it. And matter of fact, I mean, that's why it was and overcome it and overcome it. And and that's how you get herd immunity. What 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 vaccines don't offer and what jabs don't offer is. So think about this, ladies and gentlemen. Why do you have to get one every year? If yeah. it gave you immunity, you shouldn't have to get one every year. Right. Right. So so what happened was if they would have not we were, we were just talking about this at dinner the other night uh, with some some people, some doctors and scientists and people. And it's like if we would if you can actually see the trend, it was just about over. And then they started j- jabbing everybody and it took off again like wildfire. Yeah. If we would have let this thing just do what viruses do and let it just, you know, do its natural cycle the way that God designed it for whatever reason, the way he designed it, we would not be in this predicament. But when we start vaccinating in the middle of a pandemic or a middle of an outbreak, you create more problem. You create pressure on that virus. You create, you know, strains to change faster. You become, it's called immune escape. And then all of a sudden you've created more problem. That's exactly what we've seen. Okay. So. You guys have got to come back up and, <laughs> uh, and be on my program again, man. This is too much uh, information for just this one program. You do have an event coming up, Ben. Tell yeah. us about that. So we do. Have, so almost it really is out of everything we've discussed today, my heart, doctor means teacher. And so my heart is to help people. What can I do today? What can I do now? I don't want to wait for, you know, I'm sick or whatever. And so we are doing, it's called the Holistic Health Summit. It's going to be on March 27th. That's a Monday. It's at 630 at night. It's at a local church over in the Kissimmee area. Um, And so all the information can be, you know, will be found. But here's what I want you to know. So the people that we're going to have here, I'm bringing in uh, some experts. So Chris Wark, Chris Wark had stage three cancer. He's kind of known as Chris beat cancer. That's his, his property. Um, but he's a man of faith had stage three colon cancer, um, healed it naturally. And he tells his story and he tells what he did and he tells, you know, gives you tips and, and, and things on how to do that. Our second uh, guest doctor is a Dr. Stephanie Burgos. She's actually a local doctor. She's a medical doctor, emergency room physician, but she is um, and matter of fact, we're going to have her on our podcast today. And she's speaking about, hey, what, for example, one of her big things is how does emotion, how does trauma, right, affect my health? It's another big deal we haven't had talked about today, but it's very real. Okay. Oh, yeah. And then uh, the third uh, guest that we have there is a woman named Nikki Inman, and she is awesome. And she actually is like a, is a holistic chef. She makes like, you know, you hear this idea of food as medicine. So she's going to walk through, you know, how can I eat? You know, what can I do if I am struggling with cancer or, or other health issues or autoimmune diseases? And then I'll be there yelling and screaming as well. Um, there is a fee for this seminar. We all, and it's already, matter of fact, the VIP section already sold out. So there's none of those left. Unfortunately, um, we have early bird, depending on when you hear this show, early bird is $20 at the door. It'll be 30. The event will fill up. We're already at over a hundred people registered. And so, um, it'll be awesome and it'll be excited. But if so, if you're listening to this and you're a little bit not freaked out, but you're a little bit like, oh my gosh, right. Or, and what do I do? 
Um, there's an old saying in my profession, like, you know, if somebody lives to be 100, you know, uh, medicine asks, how did they die? Okay, the medical model says, how did they die? Chiropractic says, how did they live? Oh, I'm, that's good. I'm yeah. way more interested in how you yeah. live. That's where I, that's my, that's what I do. Like Jeff said, yeah. you know, it's, this is my job. I mean, I don't think I'm smarter than anybody. I just literally, my job is to do this all day. So I think about this, I read this stuff. These are the people I talk to. This is my life. So I should be good at it. You know what I mean? Right. But you produce radio shows and Jeff has his world and he should be good at that. Right. So find those people on your team. If you want health, find somebody that's really freaking good. Excuse me. Right. But really good at health. That'd be a good person yeah. to talk to. Yeah. Okay. So I'm bringing in some experts on that, you know, that, that to, to, to help you get that information, meet them. And, and, and also to, to Jeff's, I think said earlier, meet your tribe, right? In this time of confusion, in this time of who do I trust in this time of, man, I don't know what to even do. I just, I'm scared. You've got to go do that. So please come to our seminar, you know, get registered, but you do have to have a ticket. So how do uh, people do that? I am trying to, so, and maybe Jeff needs to help me here. Um, I, I, there's, it's an Eventbrite, you know, that's where the Eventbrite, ticket is purchased. Right. If you follow us at, um, at, and I'm bad at this, Jeff, well, Design to Heal Podcast. Design to Heal Podcast on Instagram uh, and everything, but you know, on your website, achievewellness.clinic, they can also go there. I think it's up there as well, right? Okay. On your, yeah. on your so clinic's website. If you go to the Instagram mm -hmm. or maybe the website, they'll, they'll, you'll see it being posted and then there's a link. And, and Mike, on, if for anybody that's listening, if they want to go to the podcast on iTunes or wherever they would listen, it's all in the show notes and it has a link for right there. We're obviously right. terrible yep. about promoting the links and all that. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know it. Exactly. <laughs> but in spite of it, people still register. They'll, they'll be out there in full force we know designed to heal is heard every saturday morning at 1105 and it's uh, again these two fine gentlemen jeff mclaughlin who produces the program and the host is dr ben rawl who's been both of them been here with me today this has been a healthy discussion i i hope in a good way we have stirred some thoughts and some discussions maybe among family members that uh, will uh, produce hope that's what we want to do. We want to uh, live our lives to honor God. And I believe that's possible even in today's crazy mixed up world. And you guys are helping people do that. And thank you for that. I'm grateful that God made us in such a way. He designed us that our bodies can heal from things. And I'm, I'm thankful for a good health here. All right, friends, we can't uh, wait to have this couple back here with us. Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun when we do. Thank you for joining us. This is Afternoons with Mike, and you're on The Shepherd. 